Now it's time to welcome back our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Are you there, Tom? I hope you are. I am, Chris. Excellent. Hello, New York. <laughs> on behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. Sounds like an amazing show so far, Chris. You're a very kind man, Tom. Thank you. Uh, let's see, where were you this week? This week I traveled to Austin, Texas. Ah, you know how you have that nice winter feeling in New York right now that tells you it's Christmas, the most magical time of the year? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been perfect here. Yeah, well, there's none of that here. <laughs> this isn't exactly the land of white Christmas. Temperatures have been in the high 60s under sun-filled skies, and people are Christmas shopping in cowboy hats and flip-flops. It's like a candy cane-coated spring break. They have the spirit, but like everything in Texas, they do things their own way. I saw a stuffed armadillo dressed like a Christmas elf. Kids were decorating Christmas cactuses with chili peppers. And I saw what I thought was a cow with a Santa beard, but it turned out just to be a fat old dog. That, that does sound like Austin to me. Um, being, but being weird, is, that's their thing, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the crazy younger brother of Texas. It's a little cowboy, a little hippie, and they want everyone to get drunk. But, but they're sneaky about it. Everywhere you go, they quietly slip you a drink, and before you know it, you're trying to walk a straight line out of breakfast. There is amazing food there, though. Have you, have you had anything great yet? Yeah, but they're even a little weird about that. Everyone told me I had to go look for this amazing barbecue that they serve in the back of a gas station. Hey, Chris, have you ever wandered into a gas station, started to eat a plate of barbecue, and suddenly realized you were just eating some mechanic's lunch? No, I haven't. I have. I don't understand why people get so excited about food that comes from weird places. Why are we all of a sudden eating out of trucks? Whatever happened to eating in a restaurant? I know I'm supposed to think it's cool, but whenever I'm served from a truck, I always feel like I'm getting rations from FEMA. <laughs> but Tom, you're, you're in Austin. I mean, there, there is some really good home cooking down there. Yeah, but home cooking is weird too. I don't know what their home is like. What if it's a weird home filled with stray cats and a creepy grandpa? Remember when you were a kid, you'd walk into a friend's house and it always smelled weird? Yes, yes I do. It made you look at your friend in a whole new light. Who are you? Why do you all smell like this? And what are your parents cooking in here? And yet one of the great mysteries of life, your house had no smell at all. No, forget trucks, forget home cooking. Give me an old fashioned restaurant with health codes and rat traps and where everyone's required to wash their hands by law. My friend's grandmother was a great cook and I loved eating her food until I started cooking it. She used her hands as spoons. Ah, uh, yes, uh, but, but there are some great people in Austin. Have, have you met anybody out there? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I've met some amazing colorful people here. I went to Stubbs, you, you know Stubbs, right? You've been oh, there. Oh yes, many, many times. 
Yeah, amazing place. Live country music, and they serve classic restaurant-style barbecue. I sat on the back porch in between bands and ordered a cold beer and sat next to this strange, wiry cowboy named Skeets. He was an old, old and weathered as the mountains. He had deep wrinkles, was missing a couple teeth, and looked like Willie Nelson's much older brother. <laughs> he said if I bought him a beer, he'd tell me a tale, and if I bought him two, he'd make it a good one. So I did. He told me that he was born in the desert, and they found him in a rattlesnake nest. He figures he must have had parents, but he never actually met them. He doesn't remember much of a childhood either. He said, I feel like I was born old. I worked out on the range, wrestling cattle, digging trenches, shooting at bad guys. I guess it was a hard life, but then again, no one gets out of here by way of the fast lane. He said, I will tell you this though, and this bit of advice you can keep for free. The most important thing in life is this, you gots to fall in love. I only fell one time, and by golly, it made my life. Her name was Daisy, he said. I laid eyes on her across a wheat field. It was as if she was an angel, and God was smiling on me. My breath was taken, my knees buckled, and I was struck by love, but also cursed, because Daisy could never be mine. It turned out she belonged to someone else, and I was destined to pine for her for the rest of my days. But I will say that when I lay my head down at night, under the stars, alone on my dirt-filled bedroll, alongside a babbling brook, near the bad side of town, filled with ne'er-do-wells, two-bit con men, and shifty carny folk, I do rest easy. Because I know in my heart that if I can't have Daisy, I won't take another. I'm an old man now, so when I say this, it comes from a place of knowing. Sweet, sweet Daisy was simply the finest golden retriever there ever was. <laughs> Chris, have you ever bought six beers for an old cowboy for an authentic story and realized you were scammed? Actually, I have. <laughs> Me too. I'm packing my bags and headed your way, Chris. I'll see you in New York next week for the big holiday show. Until next time, this has been Tom Papa, out in America. Thank you, Tom.